baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Now 38 degrees. Nearly three weeks after a statue of baseball icon Jackie Robinson was stolen from League 42 at McAdams Park in North Wichita, multiple charges have now been filed against a 45-year-old man who's already been in custody for nearly two weeks. Lieutenant Aaron Moses is an executive officer with the Wichita Police Department. On February 12th, 2024, our investigators presented the case details to Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett. In response, DA Bennett formally charged 45-year-old Ricky Alderetti, who is currently in custody, with felony theft, a value over $25,000, aggravated criminal damage to property, identity theft, and making false information. The suspect has been in custody since the 1st of February on a pending arrest warrant. Police Chief Joseph Sullivan. This was a painstaking investigation, but if you try to take something from this community, uh, it won't be tolerated, and we will use all of the resources in the town to the Wichita Police Department to bring you to justice, and I am confident this is only the first arrest and that there are more to come. Investigators believe the motivation of this theft was for the value of the scrap metal. It appears there were three people who stole the statue, and police believe there were others present wherever the statue was taken after the theft. Detectives continue their search for more suspects. The House has voted on a historic impeachment. In a 214-213 vote, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has been impeached by the House of Representatives. It now heads to the Senate, and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who will serve as one of the impeachment managers, has a message for senators. They should look at the polling, and they know that our border security is the number one issue in every single campaign in every single state. It stands a slim chance of passing with Democrats in control, but Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's office says impeachment managers will present the articles to senators when they return from recess. Republicans accuse Mayorkas of not following the law and misleading the public about the border being secure. Democrats call it a sham impeachment. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. A Wichita woman accused of killing her teenage son before she was shot by law enforcement was in court Tuesday. 43-year-old Kylie Hodges was charged with first-degree murder in the death of 14-year-old Claude Hodges Jr., Officers responded to a welfare check at her residence last month. They found Kylie Hodges holding a shotgun, prompting an hours-long standoff. 
She was shot after pointing the weapon at officers. Once they entered, the boy was found dead in a bedroom. Bond was set at $1.5 million. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The Wichita City Council has approved an agreement to support the 2024 Wichita River Festival. The city will provide a $40,000 cash sponsorship and plan to provide another 40000 for a special program. The city will also provide several in-kind services, like the use of Century 2 and security from Wichita Police. Nancy Dooling, president and CEO of Wichita Festivals, Inc., says it's exciting to bring the community together. It is just amazing just to hear, you know, I remember this or I remember that. And that's what we are trying to do is to create memories for families. The festival runs from May 31st to June 8th. Rodney Price, KNSS News. President Biden rips his predecessor over Donald Trump's comments on the commitment to the NATO alliance. Former President Trump is sending an un-American signal to friends and foes. President Biden said of his predecessor. No other president in our history has ever bowed down to a Russian dictator. Well, let me say this as clearly as I can. I never will. President Biden was referencing remarks made by former President Trump over the weekend about NATO countries not meeting spending commitments on defense. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. President Biden says as long as he's in office, he'll defend every inch of NATO territory from Russian aggression. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Steve and Ted in the morning, KNSS, 6.09 now, nine minutes past six o'clock. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will approve applicants to several citizen advisory boards. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News. And this is something that I think is really unique and, and something I want to make sure all of our citizens are aware of. We have over 30 citizen advisory boards for a variety of different topics and departments and district-specific things that, that we're really trying to just seek feedback. Beatty commented during his weekly visit with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. Inflation ticked back up last month, more than analysts predicted. The Consumer Price Index was up three-tenths of a point last month. Year over year, prices have increased about 3.1 percent. But President Biden says there is strong wage growth and the best economic recovery in 50 years. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre says economic advisors are focused on trends. And not read too much to, to you know, to uh, data from one month. That is how we operate here. Uh, and others do as well. Uh, but we certainly understand that there's more work to be done to lower costs. The Federal Reserve has signaled a 2% inflation goal. Inflation peaked in mid-2022 at 9.1%. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Mickey Mouse and his pals could soon be unionized. Labor organizers announced a campaign Tuesday that could result in about 1,700 Disneyland performers in Southern California forming a union. The Actors' Equity Association is working with those behind the Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy costumes. The union has advised California workers not to speak on the record about organizing. Disneyland officials said in a statement that they believe cast members deserve the right to a confidential vote. Tom Graham, Fox News. A new survey says we're going all out for our Valentines this year. 
More than half of us plan to celebrate Valentine's Day this year, according to new numbers from the National Retail Federation. Total spending is expected to set a new record at $14.2 billion. If you've been shopping for your Valentine, you're not alone. The NRF says consumers are expected to spend about $185 each on average, about $8 more than the last five years. The top gifts on Cupid's list? 57% of those surveyed said they'll shell out the bucks for candy. 40 for greeting cards, 39% for flowers, and 32% for an evening out. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6-11, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. And here in Wichita, everybody will be shelling out for more gasoline. Yes, those, there uh, you go. Yeah, those, Valentine gas. Yeah, those prices have gone up this week. Uh, two ninety nine a gallon is the most common price out there. There may still be some stations uh, here and there, haven't jumped that price up. So yeah, uh, two ninety nine a gallon wow. here in Wichita. Traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers, and now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky across Wichita and South Central Kansas. Sunny and a bit breezy today, with a high sixty five. Tonight, a trough of low pressure begins to head our direction. The cold front pushes through after midnight. It's our low thirty five. Sunny and cooler on Thursday with a high 53. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now clear sky, 38 degrees, south wind at 8 miles per hour at Wichita's Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 6.12 now, Steve at 10 in the morning, and today is Wednesday, February 14th, as we said, Valentine's Day. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hello there. We had another beautiful day across central Kansas Tuesday. Uh, high temperature was 62 degrees. Plenty of sunshine, normal high 48. I got out for another walk yesterday in the afternoon. It was it was incredible. It was nice. The, the, the middle of February. I'm knocking wood. So one of these days it's going to turn cold again, I'm sure. Uh, on this date in 1876, inventors Alexander Graham Bell and Alicia Gray applied separately for patents related to the telephone. At the same time, same day, U.S. Supreme Court eventually ruled Bell the rightful inventor of the telephone. And what an uh, instrument for communication that has become. And the other guy, sorry. Yeah. Nobody knows Just where, of the day earlier. where Alicia Gray is. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, the, the telephone, what an invention. Oh, my, yes. Democrat Tom Swasey won a special election for a U.S. House seat in New York Tuesday coming out on top in a politically mixed suburban district in a victory that could lift his party's hopes heading into a fiercely contested presidential election later this year. Swazi defeated Republican Mazi Pillip to take the seat that was left vacant when George Santos, also a Republican, was expelled from the Congress. The victory marks a return to Washington for Swazi, who represented the district for three terms before giving it up to run unsuccessfully for governor. Hmm. It's unclear how long his next stint on Capitol Hill will last as a redistricting process unfolds that could reshape the district. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah. That seems like that's always going on somewhere. They're reshaping it so that uh, one party or the other is going to get an advantage somehow, I guess. I don't understand redistricting. Uh, Mayor Brandon. Well, people do move. The population does shift. You are are correct. But then each party tries to take advantage of that. Yeah. Hmm. Mayor Brandon Johnson's office says Chicago 
will not renew its shot spotter contract. Plans to stop using the controversial gunshot detection system later this year. The system, which relies on an artificial intelligence algorithm and network of microphones to identify gunshots, has been criticized for inaccuracy, racial bias, and law enforcement misuse. An Associated Press investigation of the technology detailed how police and prosecutors used shot spotter data as evidence in charging a Chicago grandfather with murder before a judge dismissed the case due to insufficient evidence. So apparently shot spotter doesn't work too good. Technology may be ahead of the curve on that. Where did those shots come from? 6.15, Stephen Ted of the Morning here on KNSS, Valentine's Day. We'll be talking about that this morning, and uh, you heard the top of the hour news. We'll tell you, we'll talk about that a little bit more this morning, probably, about uh, the statue. Somebody's been charged, at least one person is charged, and they're thinking uh, there's going to be some more, Ted, regarding the uh, the Robinson statue. And uh, work is underway to get that thing replaced one of these days pretty soon, we hope, within the next couple of months. Uh, KNSS Radio, Wichita Thunder, presenting Red Friday. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. This Friday night at... Uh, Interest Bank Arena and Chiefs legend Dante Hall is going to be there. How about that? Talking with folks. There's a $75 package that includes a VIP ticket to the game to see the Thunder play and then access to meet the Chiefs legend. It's all coming up Friday, and you can check it out. uh, More information at wichitathunder.com. Sometime this morning, we will have tickets. Very good. Go to Red Friday, available right here at KNSS with Steve and Ted. It is 617 now with Steve and Ted. Let's take a look at leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted. And three days after the Super Bowl, today is the big championship parade up in Kansas City, Missouri. As the Chiefs, three times in a four-year span now, are hosting a big championship parade. You even go back to the Royals winning the World Series. Kansas City has now hosted a championship parade uh, four times now in the last decade. Pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. yeah. It all starts at 11 o'clock this morning, and it'll run down Grand Boulevard and wrap up at Union Station, and the rally there will begin at about 12.45 this afternoon. Last year, they had a, a million people at the rally. Maybe they'll have more than a million this year. Who knows? That's a lot of you, people. I bet you a lot of people from here in this wow. area. Oh, sure. All over Kansas, we'll going Missouri, up. Yep. going up there. Yeah. So it, uh, it'll be another big uh, celebration in Kansas City, Missouri today for the Chiefs' big championship parade. Of course, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, he says he's ready to flash his dad bod again at the championship parade. He says it was a, kind of a bad angle last year they caught him here. Here's Mahomes on the, the Pat McAfee show. Hey, I know you're a vet of these uh, Super Raids. What's the plan yeah. for this year? Obviously, now you know the lay of the land. You know what it's going to be like. How excited are you to get out there with your teammates and coaches? And tarp off, huh? Tarp yeah. off. I, I might have to bring the dad bod out. It was a bad angle. So, but uh, bad <laughs> angle in the so I might bring it back out. Uh, no, I'm for sure going to have a few Coors Lattes. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a good time with my teammates. I know the parade route now, um, but I enjoy it every time, man. There's nothing better than that, that Super Bowl parade, and Kansas City always shows up and shows out. Yep. Be the big yeah, that's got to be fun. This afternoon. You know, how many times have you and I been in parades? We were riding in a car waving, and nobody had any idea who we were. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun in its own way. Yeah, it is. But I think Chiefs <laughs> will have a little more accolades yeah, and love coming their way. We do have a softball today here in town. If you want to really? catch the softball action, Cross Street Rivals, Newman and Friends will play a softball doubleheader at 2 o'clock this afternoon. It'll be out on the west side at Two Rivers on Ridge Road. Juco men's basketball tonight, Butler Community College on the road visiting Dodge City. 
Butler is 18 and 5. The Grizzlies have won four of their last five. They're ranked number 22 in the nation. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of Butler basketball at 7.15 this evening, and that is over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. In hockey last night, great news coming out of Toronto, where the Maple Leafs beat the St. Louis Blues 4-1. to Guess who got his first hat trick in the NHL last night? Former Wichita Thunder center Bobby McMahon, the guy that... Just kind of came out of nowhere and started his professional career during the pandemic, and the Thunder was one of his stops. Now he's got a hat trick in the NHL. Wow. Yeah, the undrafted 27-year-old winger. He'd only scored two goals in the entire season, and he got three last night. He must have been on fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Maple Leafs beat the Blues 4-1. to one. Maple Leafs are in the number one wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference, and they've won five of their last seven. How about that? Former Thunder player Bobby McMahon with a hat trick last night, helping the Maple Leafs to victory. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Los Angeles Lakers win at home. They beat the Detroit Pistons 125-111, to starting at guard for the Lakers. Former Wichita State shocker Austin Reeves. He had 15 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, and a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven at the free throw line. Wow. Back-to-back wins for the Lakers. They're in the number 9 spot in the Western Conference. And that's Sports with Stephen Ted, brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center. Proud to serve veterans that served our nation. Located in Northeast Wichita, Bel Air Recovery Center. Improve the life they touch. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Music works wonders on our emotions, says the doctor. That's on the way with Stephen Ted in the morning. That's on the way. On KNSS. KNSS. Chita's nationally recognized Marconi awarded radio show. This is Stephen Tad on 987 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Mackintosh. Ted Woodward at 38 degrees right now. A Democrat takes the seat to replace former Congressman George Santos in New York. Tom Swazi defeating Republican Mozzie Pillip in a special congressional election in New York's 3rd District on Tuesday. Swazi stressing bipartisan cooperation in his victory speech. Let's send a message to our friends running the Congress these days. Stop running around for Trump and start running the country. Swazi returns to the district he served for three terms before giving it up to run unsuccessfully for governor in 2022. His win narrows an already razor-thin margin Republicans have in the House. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. A vacant house in Wichita was damaged by fire in the 1200 block of North Topeka yesterday morning. Crews arrived, finding a fire on the first floor. It worked its way to the second floor. Fire Captain Jeremy Mingus says they found dangerous hoarding conditions inside the home. It can be dangerously and deadly, for sure, because uh, some of them are so bad that there's only paths that you can walk through or crawl through or whatever. But just it's a lot of fire load that... uh, can get hot enough to flash on you and put you in a bad spot real quick. There were no injuries. The Wichita City Council has approved the overnaming of an important Wichita street. George Washington Boulevard from Lincoln to 31st Street South will now also be known as Air Capital Boulevard. All costs of the project will be incurred by the Kansas Aviation Museum, who requested the change. The council also approved the city's Community Services Block Grant application federal funding, which could potentially exceed $1 million. The funding will be used to lessen poverty, address homelessness, assist low-income individuals, and other needs. 
Rodney Price, KNSS News. In a cost-cutting move, the Wichita School District is proposing closing a half-dozen schools, including Clark, Payne, Park, and Cleveland Elementary Schools, as well as Hadley and Jardine Middle Schools. After finding a $40 million shortfall in the budget, officials say the closings would save the district about $16 million a year. The teachers' union voiced concern over closing schools that have high poverty rates, but Superintendent Kelly Bielefeld says that they did not intend to target high poverty areas in any way. 71 schools in the district are at 60% or higher. 81 sites are 50% or higher when it comes to our poverty rate. The board plans to hold a public hearing on the final day of the month and then vote on the closures March 4th. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will approve applicants to several citizen advisory boards. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News there are boards for, new, for nearly all interests and experiences. Maybe it's an animal advisory board, uh, environmental, uh, criminal justice, juvenile justice. We have boards for all these things, and, and we really do take the insight from from those conversations to help formulate policy. Beatty commented during his weekly visit with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. Now a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. More nice weather expected here in Wichita and south-central Kansas today. A cooling trend is on the way tomorrow and especially by Friday. Our high may reach 65 with a gusty south wind. It'll be clear overnight down to 35. Sunny and cooler Thursday with a high 53. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a clear sky, 38 degrees, a south wind at 8 miles per hour. At Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning here on Valentine's Day, February 14th. And coming up this weekend, uh, a Sunday night at 6 o'clock, we've got a special program for you, the 50th anniversary edition of Paul McCartney and Wings' third album, 73's Band on the Run, out uh, on Friday, the second of this month, and uh, we got a program about that and Paul McCartney and Jet and Heel Alan Wheels and Let Me Roll It and more. Good album, yeah, good album, and good conversation with some some folks mixed in there. Going to be a good show. Six o'clock uh, Sunday night, the next KNSS music series. Yeah, Hollywood stars were involved in that album. Most of it was recorded in Africa. Wow. It was a they have there's a lot of good stories surrounding that'll be a good show. Today is February fourteenth, twenty twenty four. On this date in nineteen twenty nine, the Saint Valentine's Day massacre took place in a Chicago garage as seven rivals of Al Capone's gang were gunned down. Put them up against the wall in there, Ted. And <laughs> if it hadn't been for that, they wouldn't have an opening scene for some like it hot. Yep. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Something like it hot with uh, Jack Lemon and uh, Tony Curtis. And Tony Curtis. And there are a couple of guys in, <laughs> getting their, their cello out of hock or something, borrowing a car, I guess they were. And they're in the garage and they see this thing. And there it all begins. But anyway, the serious note is in Chicago in those, in those times, Al Capone was, was the man. And they finally got him on income tax evasion. But uh, there you go. F- federal accident. Yeah. The IRS always gets their, their man. Hmm. Federal uh, accident investigators are pushing to retrofit current aircraft with better cockpit voice recorders, citing the loss of evidence during last month's blowout of a door panel on a jetliner flying over Oregon. Now, the National Transportation Safety Board says the Federal Aviation Administration should require many current planes to have recorders that can capture 25 hours of audio, up from the current standard of two hours. 
The FAA announced late last year a proposal to require the 25-hour standard, but only on new planes. Airlines typically keep planes for many years, so much of the existing fleet would not be covered. If they keep those planes going for a long time, if they're maintained properly. All right, Ted, uh, if you heard the soundbite there, it was interesting to me. Uh, Kelly Bellafield, the uh, superintendent of schools, Mm -hmm. Wichita schools, talking about the fact that, let me get this right, 71% 71 schools in the district have 60% or more poverty students, poverty-level students. 80 schools have 50% or more. Uh, In other words, more than half of the kids go into public school in in Wichita are below the poverty level. Good gravy. Sad. I don't know what that... What that says, except that maybe that, uh, I don't know. What does it say? It's a sad, sad thing. There are a lot of poor neighborhoods and poor families in this town. I guess that's As there it. are in every town in America and the world. Yeah. Well, you'd love everybody to have affluent means and not have to say stats like that, but it's true. Well, it's because my personal belief, I think you, you would probably agree with that. My personal belief is education is everything. If you kid, a young person wants to go anywhere in this world, get as much as you can get, and uh, get a good education. The schools, the public schools now, one of the problems we've got this shrinking budget because of the the uh, the enrollment shrinking. Yep, been going down the past five, six, seven years. Yep, it was up there close to fifty thousand at one time. We're reaching a critical point in American history where colleges and universities and schools are starting to see enrollments decline and. Workforce is declining. Worker, there's not enough workers to fill these jobs. Well, it's, I think education more more crucial than ever, probably. But that's uh, uh, look at the uh, they, a budget shortfall, which I I hadn't heard anything about the possibility of that with USD two five nine. But apparently, there's a forty million dollar budget shortfall, and that would come with lower enrollment. They don't have as many kids going to school. They don't have as, the funds that they do. So. Uh, how do you handle that? Is it going to be able to balance that budget and do okay? Or? And all these closers only count for $16 million. Yeah. So that means there There's would still be a $24, 24 million dollar million. budget shortfall even after all that. Well, there is. Yeah. I guess you can go back to the taxpayers and say, hey, we need a little bit more property tax. But the people who are praying that are probably the ones who don't have any kids in school. <laughs> Never will. Um, interesting. Tough times, though. USD 259. I'm hoping for them. I I'm, came through USC 259, as did my brothers, and we have fond memories of our schools, and we hope that hope the best for all those kids out there. 6.37 now, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Time for the KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. The live cattle and feeder cattle futures Tuesday spent the entire session trading negative. The closes were also on the negative side with triple-digit losses in the feeder cattle futures. The cattle complex did not get any help from the Dow that was down over 650 points at one time and the S&P down over 85 handles. The cattle complex has been acting toppy lately and was due for a pullback. Lean hogs traded and closed mixed yesterday. The June and July hogs bounced off of a 14-session low. At the close, April live cattle were 82 cents lower at 185.10. March feeders down 82 cents at 248. And April lean hogs down a nickel at 8107. 
The closes yesterday were mostly negative for the grain and the soybeans. Estimates for Thursday and Friday's USDA outlook forum were not price positive for our grain and soybean futures. The dollar had its highest trade since November 14th yesterday, at the same time the equity markets collapsed. Overnight, the wheat, corn, and soybeans have made new lows for the current slide. At the moment, March KC wheat down 12 cents at 582 and a half. March corn down two and three quarters at 428. March soybeans down eight cents at 11.78 and a quarter. April crude oil five cents higher at 77.61. April gold four dollars ten cents lower at 2,000. And three dollars and ten cents. The March S&P 22 points higher, 4,993 and a quarter. March dollar index six cents lower, 104.78. And March Dow Jones futures 89 points higher at 38,422. For commodity trading, ag marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Left for Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Well, we've been talking for a while about the fact that where is the top of that uh, Dow and and the market going? I guess we found it yesterday. Went back the other way, pretty dramatically. You say the Dow was down what over six hundred points at one time. That's huge. Yes, yes, we saw quite the sell-off take place. We bounced a little bit off the lows, but still a very large loss yesterday. And most of it was tied to the CPI number. It came out yesterday. It kind of looks like we're not going to see any interest rate relief anytime soon, based off those numbers. And then Friday, we're going to see the PPI numbers come out. The PPI being the producer price index. That's the wholesale uh, end of it, uh, where they people produce the goods. But CPI is the cons- consumer price index. Now, the CPI was like three percent higher than yes, yes last year. Is that right? Three point one. Yes. Okay. You know, it, I'm, and it's that's compared to what we've had the past fifteen twenty years. That's bad. But I can remember. Oh, yes. I can remember a time when those interest rates were way bigger than that. Of course, that was in uh, recessions, depression type things. But uh, well, all right. Well. Keep hoping for those interest rates to come down, right, sir, so that you can buy another home in Florida. <laughs> I don't think I want a home in Florida. You know, and, and people, some people I know aspire to that or have even done it, and I think, why would you want one more headache 1,500 miles away where you can't, exactly. you, where you can't take care of it? If you can't take care of the stuff you got, you know. All right. And there's too much humidity down there for me. Too much humidity, too many people, too many alligators. Yes. But, yes. But the beaches are nice. <laughs> if yep. there's not a what, hurricane. If you want a second home, let's go somewhere like Montana or Wyoming. Oh, that's yes. Yeah, there you go. Sign me up. Wide open spaces, no people, you know. If you want a beach, you can just turn on the TV and, you know, and, and find something there to look at, right? Exactly. Well, we're pretty boring. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Hey, it's Valentine's Day. Now you do something nice for that wife of yours, because she. Had, we, hey, I am. I am taking her out to lunch today. Lunch? Now, really? Now it's kind of it kind of coincides with a meeting I'm doing at the same time, but she gets a lunch. <laughs> True a love, meeting. baby. You gotta have a meeting at a restaurant, <laughs> and you gotta say to your wife, "Now you you sit over there and eat your food and be quiet, dear, because I'm doing something important over here." Is that it, huh? It's going to be kind of like that, Steve. You are, you are a gorilla of romance. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Where are you going? Can we say? Can we? Uh, it, I'm speaking out of town, uh, southwest of Wichita this morning or this afternoon. Southwest of Wichita, someplace. Okay. Yep. Do you yep. know a good place to eat lunch southwest of Wichita? Well, this is being catered in. Oh, well, now we're getting a little more fancy. 
I like yeah. it. Yeah. How do you rate all these free lunches and catered? <laughs> yeah. And you never invite Ted and me to show up. You guys haven't been getting invitations? Oh, okay. Mm. Fine. All right. Listen, you have a good uh, – I hope your wife has a great Valentine's Day, okay? Okay. All right. Be good now. Thank you, sir. That's the uh, <laughs> commodities update with Tom Leffler. We do a little meeting for lunch and also bring the wife. Get the two for one. There you go. Coming up, Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. American financial literacy. Yeah, that'll be good. That's on the way. Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Steve at 10 in the morning, KNSS. 6.48 here on this Wednesday morning, Valentine's Day. Three big things. Three, two. Woman accused of killing her 14-year-old son appears in Sedgwick County District Court. House votes to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Senate unlikely to convict. One. Charges filed against a man in the theft and destruction of the Jackie Robinson statue in North Wichita. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. As those traffic volumes are picking up, we're starting to see some heavier traffic on K96. It's approaching I-235, so uh, just watch for a slowdown in that area at this time. Traffic on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, now with two convenient locations, downtown at Market and Waterman and 47th Street South and Broadway in the former Kmart building. You can see it all at carlstire.com. Carl's Goodyear, your home for complete car care. Sunny and breezy today with a high of 63 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low 35. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 52 degrees. Now a clear sky, 38 degrees, south wind at 8 miles per hour. Whiskey lovers, go to the Monarch for nightcap specials every day from 10 till midnight. Get half-priced pints and $7 signature old fashions. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. Stephen's head of the morning, a Michigan murder. From the 80s, catches a big break. I'm Gianna Gelosi with your Fox True Crime Minute. Michigan authorities have made a second arrest in connection with the 1980 murder of 21-year-old Karen Umphrey. 63-year-old Anthony Harris is now in custody just two months after 70-year-old Douglas Lamig was arrested in the case. Umphrey was found dead by hunters near Port Huron in the morning of November 2nd, 1980. Police say she had gotten into an argument with her boyfriend. He began walking home, so she parked her car to follow him. Around 3.30 a.m., a driver called police to report a woman being forced into a truck. Later that day, Humphrey's body was found 600 feet away from the road with two gunshot wounds to the head. The case went cold for four decades. Then in 2022, Michigan State Police sent evidence to a forensic genealogy company, which found a match. They arrested Laming a year later, but they didn't publicly announce a second DNA profile was found, leading investigators to Harris. Both men have been charged with open murder. There's more on this story at foxnews.com. Subscribe to the Fox True Crime Podcast with Emily Campagno. I'm Gianna Gelosi with your Fox True Crime Minute. A report on inflation sent the stock market into a tailspin Tuesday. Stocks selling off with the Dow having its worst day of the year after January's inflation data came in hotter than expected. Inflation eased again but came in above Wall Street expectations. Another sign that the Fed's path to interest rate cuts is far from over. All 11 of the S&P 500 sectors ending in the red with tech leading the charge. Coca-Cola posted fourth quarter earnings matching analyst forecasts along with the revenue beat. Mostly all 30 of the Dow stocks ending in the red. The Dow winners, Disney, Travelers, and V. 
Visa the biggest losers, Goldman Sachs, Microsoft, and Caterpillar. The Dow falling 525 points, the Nasdaq down 287, S&P 500 down 69. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. American financial literacy. Time for Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Ted. I got a question for you, Steve. Okay. Okay. If Anna's car has a 50% chance of needing engine repairs costing $1,000 and a 10% chance of her $4,000 air conditioner breaking down, which poses a greater financial threat to Anna? Between those two? Between those two. I don't know. I didn't understand the question. Okay. Anyway, well, we'll tell you in a second. Well, that's that's one question posed. <laughs> and you're proving my point here. That's one question posed in the 2022 Personal Finance Index Survey that's published by George Washington University School of Business and two other groups. On average, the American adult respondents answered just 50% of the questions correctly. Some people didn't even get the question. That's a sad commentary on the state of adult financial literacy in America. Now, I think if you had a chance to read it, you you would get it right. But an earlier study in 2017 received similar results in the most recent survey, just 18% correctly answered between 76 and 100% of the answers correct of the questions correctly. Well, why does this all matter? Well, one big reason is that we're becoming more and more responsible for our own income and retirement. Pensions are almost non-existent, and Social Security is designed more as a safety net. Now, with the, that responsibility comes to need the, the need to know about saving and investing. The survey, found, the survey found that those who are not financially literate are six times more likely to have a difficult time making ends meet compared to those with high levels of financial literacy. They are one-fifth as likely to have even enough in an emergency account to cover one month of expenses. I know you do. You got buried in cans in your backyard. So a lack of financial literacy can actually cost someone. At the end of 2021, a survey of about 3,400 adults revealed that the average adult loses almost $1,400 per year due to a lack of financial knowledge. Working with somebody who understands finances can help educate you about your finances. A certified financial planner pro, of course, is trained to not only help you plan, but to educate you about how your money works. They can give guidance at every level of your financial life. Back to Anna. The engine repair creates a greater financial threat because the chances of it happening are far greater than the air conditioning repair. Remember, the engine repair, there was a 50% chance it would cost 1000 bucks. And there was only a 10% chance that her air conditioning was going to break down, and that was going to cost $4,000. So if you have any questions, give me a call. The number is 267-0600. Give me a call over at Saber Wealth. I just got to say, that's the right answer for the wrong reason. What do you mean? Well, it's definitely the car, but you see, the, the car is the greater financial issue because if you don't have your car, you can't get to your job. Okay, that's a good, that's a good point. But yeah. But – when you when you look at what kind of savings you need, when you look at the odds of what's going to happen, okay, what could possibly happen, and so it's it's going to be easier for her to cover for that, right? Because only one thousand dollars versus four thousand dollars. That's that's true, but yeah. Well, no, you're again, right. You're the, right. The question didn't take all the all the factors into consideration. That, that's a good. That's a very very good point. And you know what? I think you are very financially literate the way you did that. Oh. Yeah. Did you have any ibuprofen? <laughs> Why? Because it's Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's yeah. Day. I'll 
liturgical celebration of one or more early Christian saints named Valentinus. February 14th first became associated with romantic love during the high Middle Ages as a tradition of courtly love was then flourishing. During the 18th century, England this day evolved into an occasion in which lovers expressed their love for each other by presenting flowers, offering confectionery, and sending Valentine cards. And then Hallmark got a hold of it. Confectionery. Yeah. And somebody's talking about chocolates being very uh, popular. And my wife said, I, she's already said to, for Lent she's giving up chocolate, so I can't. I can't give it any candy. Uh, that saved you 26 bucks. <laughs> In fact, I, I confess to you, I have nothing for my wife. I have no card. Well, you have your love. I have no card, no candy, no nothing. Oh, you've got your love. No plans to take her out to dine? Just, and yourself. Uh, You're not taking her out tonight? No. No? Okay. Uh, you let her make her famous pizza for you. No, she's not doing anything. She's Why is it up to the guy? It's not. I mean, why is it always it's up not. to the guy? Well, the pressure's on us, you know. I mean, come on. We want to. We want to have a genderless society here. Let's. Let's. Or. Or. You know, not defined by gender. So let's. Let's. Let. You know. You take me out. Where's my flowers? All right. It's Valentine's Day for those of you who can understand it and compute the odds and uh, <laughs> and are financially literate. Exactly. exactly. Thank you, Don. Thank you, guys. It's, Thank uh, you. Up seven o'clock hour. Top of the hour news this morning. Charges filed in Robinson statue theft. That's on the way. Stephen Thin in the morning on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Charges filed in Robinson statue theft. We have the story. House votes to impeach a cabinet member. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A Wichita woman has been charged in the death of her teenage son. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. The Wichita City Council approves funding for a big annual event in the city. We'll tell you what it is coming up. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holiday. Yesterday we hit 62 for the high in Wichita, and today maybe even warmer. Our full forecast is coming up. It's only happened once before in the Republic. The House has voted for the impeachment of a cabinet secretary. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is the first cabinet secretary to be impeached since the 1800s. The second attempt by House Republicans to impeach Mayorkas was successful thanks to Majority Leader Steve Scalise returning to Capitol Hill. The number two House Republican was in Louisiana receiving cancer treatments when the first attempt failed last week. Mayorkas is accused of not enforcing border security laws and misleading the public by telling Congress the border is secure. The articles are unlikely to pass the Democrat-controlled Senate. Many Democrats have called the impeachment a sham and accused Republicans of not providing DHS with the resources it needs. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Nearly three weeks after a statue of baseball icon Jackie Robinson was stolen from League 42 Youth Baseball at McAdams Park in North Wichita, multiple charges now filed against one man who has already been in custody for nearly two weeks. This week, police investigators presented the case details to Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett, who has formally charged 45-year-old Ricky Alderetti with felony theft, value over $25,000, aggravated criminal damage to property, identity theft, and making false information. Here's Police Lieutenant Aaron Moses. 
The investigation has not re revealed any evidence indicating that this was a hate-motivated crime. Instead, we believe this theft was motivated by the financial gain of scrapping common metal. City Council Member Brandon Johnson applauded this initial arrest in the case. So this is just one of the individuals. I'm looking forward to the rest of them being arrested and charged as well. This is a occurrence that should not have happened. Uh, we were all baffled and even talking earlier about why something like this would happen. Um, hopefully this is a testament to all who might think about doing something like this in the future. The suspect has been in jail since the first of the month on a pending arrest warrant. A Wichita woman accused of killing her teenage son before she was shot by law enforcement was in court Tuesday. 43-year-old Kylie Hodges was charged with first-degree murder in the death of 14-year-old Claude Hodges Jr. Officers responded to a welfare check at her residence last month. They found Kylie Hodges holding a shotgun, prompting an hours-long standoff. She was shot after pointing the weapon at officers. Once they entered, the boy was found dead in a bedroom. Bond was set at $1.5 million. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The Wichita City Council approving an agreement to support the 2024 River Festival. The city will provide a $40,000 cash sponsorship and plan to provide another 40000 for a special program. The city will also provide several in-kind services, like the use of Century 2 and security from Wichita Police. Nancy Dooling, president and CEO of Wichita Festivals, Inc., says it's exciting to bring the community together. It is just amazing just to hear, you know, I remember this or I remember that. And that's what we are trying to do is to create memories for families. The festival runs from May 31st to June 8th. Rodney Price, KNSS News. KNSS News time now, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. The big Kansas City Chiefs championship parade is four hours away. A million people expected to be there. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. And today is Ash Wednesday. That story and more just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted, 7.09 now. Nine minutes past 7 o'clock, 39 degrees. Would you like to become more involved in local government? At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will approve applicants to several citizen advisory boards. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News. I, I love local government. I'm a localist. I, I want to contend for things that are happening on the local level. I want to contend for um, uh, shaping the outcomes in our community. And, and it's not just the electeds or the staff that gets to do this. There's a lot of opportunities for citizens to jump on, at the table and, and, and really help to shape these outcomes. Beatty commented during his weekly visit with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Nearly 50 nations are discussing Ukraine's defense today with the war at an uncertain phase. This was meant to be Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's first trip abroad since his prostate cancer diagnosis. But this week's hospitalization for a bladder issue means the meeting will be held virtually instead of in Brussels. The concerns remain the same. Uncertainty around the next tranche of U.S. aid for Ukraine, a shortage of troops and ammunition on the front line, and the ongoing Russian aerial onslaught. Ukraine will likely share their latest plans, with President Volodymyr Zelensky last week firing the head of the military, saying they need a new approach. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. The lab test results just came back on a coyote. 
that attacked a hiker in Rhode Island. This man was out for a hike in Johnston, Rhode Island, when the coyote attacked and bit him in the leg. It's unusual for a coyote to attack a human, so the Rhode Island State Health Lab tested the animal, which was killed by the man. The test came back positive for rabies. This is only the third report of a rabid coyote in the state since the mid-90s. Police believe it's the same animal who attacked a dog walker in a nearby town the day before. By the way, that man was able to kill this coyote using his bare hands. John Saucier, Fox News. Today is Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is the first day of Lent and a day when Catholics and some other Christian denominations receive ashes in the shape of a cross on their forehead. The ashes symbolize penance and are created from the palms used during the previous year's Palm Sunday Mass. Lent is the 40 days, excluding Sundays, leading up to Easter. This time, Ash Wednesday also falls on Valentine's Day, which has not happened since 2018. However, it will be a while before it happens again. The two days converge on the calendar again in 2029. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7-11, 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Starting to see some heavier traffic on the Wichita roadways. Some pretty heavy traffic right now. Uh, Kellogg, especially eastbound, and that's pretty uh, between the Central Business District and Seneca. Uh, heavy traffic, not seeing things slowing down yet, though. Traffic update, 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Now the KSN Storm Trackers forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. How you guys doing? Uh, we're just peachy, right, Ted? Oh, yeah. That's we're ready peachy. for a parade. Parade, yeah. Are you guys going to try to drive up there? Oh, no. No. We have to yeah, work. I, well, I'm, well, after work, I mean, I'm sure there's people that are going to be partying probably all day long, well, yeah, probably all night, too. But then, be a, yeah, There's going to be a million people there. We'd have to park in Emporia and walk yeah, the rest of the way. <laughs> you know what? Very true. And I, I will be honest with you guys, not to give you a hard time for, you know, not joining in on the festivities and enjoying everything in real time, but I will be enjoying the parade starting at 11 a.m. from my couch. So Yay! I'll be in the same boat as you boy. Yeah. And probably for about 15 minutes, and then I'll take a nap right after that. <laughs> Go ahead and say I watched it. But, uh, you know, regardless of if it's Kansas City, if it's Wichita, we do have some pretty nice conditions that we're expecting today. I think our only weather worry, just the fact that it's going to be a bit on the breezy side out there, could see some of our gusts pushing 30, maybe occasionally uh, 35 miles an hour, but it, it's not going to be terribly gusty or terribly windy out there. And then we'll have mostly sunny to partly cloudy skies, high of 64 degrees. So uh, I feel like that breeze, that's probably uh, just a small price that we have to pay to enjoy a, another pleasant day ahead. Partly cloudy to mostly clear tonight, low of 34. Should be able to stay just above that freezing mark by early tomorrow morning. And then going to start to cool down. So here's what's going to happen. By later on this evening, our next cold front or boundary actually going to start to slip and sag down south into the sunflower state. This is going to start to bring our temperatures down tomorrow. So I mentioned high of 64 today, very warm out there, and then not as warm tomorrow, but still mild with a high of 53. So noticing those temperatures beginning to change. By Thursday night, we'll also have a 10% chance of rain as some uh, more cloud cover starts to gather, and that will also lead to a 10% chance of rain, at least during the first half of our Friday as well. Feeling more like winter by the end of the work and school week too. Uh, uh, High temperature Friday, 45 degrees. That winter chill going to last into Saturday with a high of 44, but then a quick bounce back up to 54 by the end of the weekend. 
And of course, skies looking fair too, anywhere from uh, mostly to partly sunny conditions. Back into the 60s as early as next week. 60 degrees Monday, 63 on Tuesday. And then so far it looks like 66 next Wednesday, just a few degrees shy of that 70 degree mark. So it's going to warm up uh, after our cool down pretty quickly and quite a bit too. Right now we're at 38 degrees though with a southeast breeze at 10 miles an hour. That's making it feel like 31, but at least there's barely any cloud cover out there. So the sunshine going to feel nice even during the cooler part of the day. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you, Ronell. Thank you. You guys, too. Well, and I'm, I assume here on uh, your big-time news anchor, Jeff Herndon, having a birthday today, I'm sure things are in festive mood at the station. Yes, we're, we are required to wear orange yeah. on Valentine's Day, per Jeff Herndon. He says the red hurts his eyes, so, oh, well. you know, it's, it's whatever. We just go along with it. Yeah, he's kind of a guy who can't just sit on a little soak pillow wherever he goes, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's Herndon's birthday, really? I don't know. I just go with whatever you Ted guys says say. Ted says it is. Ted knows. Ted knows these things. Okay. Well, tell, okay. Him, tell, tell him we said happy, or tell, tell one of his assistants we said happy birthday, okay? Will do. Will Thank do. You. Thank you, Ron Elden. <laughs> Storm Packer 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Yeah, one of his assistants will pass the word along to mm-hmm. Today is the 14th day of uh, February, Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday. Norma, beautiful day yesterday, by the way, if you didn't get out. 62 degrees for a high, normal high, 48. Uh, On this date in 1967, Aretha Franklin recorded her cover of Otis Redding's Respect at Atlantic Records in New York. Huge hit. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Journalist Carl Bernstein is 80 today. Oh, my gosh. Well, a young reporter for the uh, Washington Post in 1972 Bernstein was teamed up with Bob Woodward in reporting on the Watergate break-in and cover-up, and that's they made the story. They I took, almost forget how young those guys were when they. And did weren't that they story. working yeah. like the Metro side crime beat or something? And I saw these guys appear in court, and they alertly went, "Hey, something's going on here." Mm-hmm. If you've never seen the movie All the President's Men, it, I yeah, he was in his twenties. It's terrific. Young it's guy. Yeah. All right, let's see what else we got going on here. Seven uh, sixteen now. Stephen Ted in the morning and. Uh, a few minutes from now, we're going to. I'm going to bring you up to date on some facts and figures about uh, Valentine's Day. Very good. Those are things we need to. More information that Steve and Ted need to pass along. Hey, uh, quick uh, shop talk here, Ted. There's a new voice of the Oakland A's, and she's poised to make MLB history when she steps behind the microphone. The Athletics have named Jenny Kavner as its new primary play-by-play announcer. First woman ever to fill that role for a major league team. Kavner has 18 years of broadcasting experience, including stints with the Rockies, Padres, and MLB Network Radio. She's going to be the voice of the Oakland A's. I went, you know, I grew up with the voice of the A's. And my voice, when I was young, was a guy named Monty Moore. Yeah. And Monty went with them out to Oakland and had a career out there. But uh, there you go. She's female voice on the radio. Well, she'll get to do a lot of games where it's nice and quiet. <laughs> Nobody goes to those games in Oakland. Yeah, almost by herself out there. Mm-hmm. 717, 718 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And let's take a look at sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, we are just, uh, you know, less than four hours away from the big championship parade for the back-to-back Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Holding a big parade for the third time in just a four-year span. All right, it'll start at 11 o'clock this morning. Go down Grand Boulevard. 
wrap up a stop at Union Station. Then there'll be a big rally at Union Station at about 1245 this afternoon. And, of course, one of the guys that will be up on the big stage there in front of Union Station will be the play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Celebrate this team. What a, what a gift. It's a Lord's gift to give us this team. But, ladies and gentlemen, celebrate your champions, your back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Wednesday, there will be a parade. Get ready to rejoice with this team. Mitch will be a little more animated. Anim- yeah, that's a good word. When he takes yeah, the stage, he gets, for the, he's saving up his energy for the, the. He gets a little crazy. Yeah, it'll be fun. See what he pulls out this time. Of course, if you go all the way back to the Royals winning the World Series, Kansas City, Missouri is now hosting a championship parade for the fourth time in a decade. Not bad. Yeah. And uh, last year they had a million people show up for the championship parade. How many will they get this year? More? More than a million people. There you go. The championship parade up in Kansas City, Missouri starts in four hours for the Chiefs. Let's go to the National Hockey League last night where the Edmonton Oilers win on home ice. They beat the Detroit Red Wings 8-4. to Starting at goalie for Edmonton, former Wichita Thunder goalie Stuart Skinner had 34 saves. And on defense for the Oilers, another Thunder player, Vincent Descharnay, had one assist in that game. The Edmonton Oilers, eight straight wins on home ice in Edmonton. They're in third place in the Pacific Division. They get another win home and a couple thunder players helping out the edmonton oilers juco men's basketball tonight butler community college on the road heading out west for a game at dodge city butler is ranked number 22 in the nation a record of 18 and 5 they won four of their last five dennis higgins will have live coverage of the butler grizzlies at 7 15 this evening and you can listen live on 97 5 and 12 40 kfh Happy birthday today to a pretty interesting baseball guy. Derek Norris is 35 years old today. Catcher who came out of Goddard, Kansas. Led his team to a state title. He's the Kansas Baseball Player of the Year. Signee to play for the Shockers. But the Washington Nationals drafted him in the fourth round, and he turned professional. Did not play for the Shockers. Ended up playing six years in Major League Baseball, his first three with the Oakland Athletics. He hit 63 career home runs in six years, and he was even an all-star back in 2014. From Goddard, Kansas, catcher, big league catcher, all-star catcher, Derek Norris. It's his birthday. He's 35 today. And sports with Steve and Ted. You know what? You need to switch your dog food to the farmer's dog. The effects can feel magical. Get 50% off your first box. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. Make sure you get your dog the best. The Farmer's Dog. 721 now. Keep it here for House Call for Health, CPR, and your chances to survive. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 7.30 here on KNSS into 39 degrees. In Kansas City, it's celebration time again. Chiefs fans get to see their second consecutive championship parade. Perhaps it's fitting that Chiefs fans will show their love for their title team on Valentine's Day. Still, for that reason, the city has decided to start the parade at 11 a.m. local time, an hour earlier than last year. 
Mayor Quentin Lucas says he wants time to be sure the city is clear for people who prefer love over the Lombardi Trophy. We want to make sure that those who are celebrating, recognizing, enjoying Kansas City, or perhaps spending a few dollars in Kansas City, have an opportunity to do so. About a million people are expected outside Union Station for this second straight Super Bowl rally, where there will likely be talk of a three-peat for next year. Grinald Scott, Fox News. A Kansas wrestling coach and teacher arrested on suspicion of child sex crimes. The 31-year-old suspect was arrested in Burlington, Kansas, Tuesday night on a warrant for eight counts of aggravated indecent liberties with a child. In June of 22, the KBI initiated an investigation after the Coffeyville County Sheriff's Office received a report from a former student who reported a sexual relationship taking place in 2012 and 13 when she was a sophomore and the suspect was a student teacher. The investigation led to a second former student reporting she also had sexual relations with the suspect on multiple occasions in 2013 when she was 15. The suspect was booked into the Coffee County Jail. Formal charges are pending. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Police in Winfield will be using body cameras beginning next week. The department will have 27 cameras, one for each officer while on duty. Winfield Police Chief Robbie DeLong says they are also upgrading their patrol car cameras. Really, when you start adding in, it's the storage piece that gets expensive, and so... We're trying to plan long-term uh, with the car side of it. Uh, the cars actually have three cameras, and so the amount of data we're actually going to start collecting is going to just really quantify. The car cameras will activate when their emergency equipment is turned on. The body cams will utilize a pre-recording feature to capture the previous 30 seconds when the officer activates their device. Israel hit by rockets. The rockets raining down on northern Israel as Hezbollah ramps up attacks from Lebanon further pushing Israel into a possible two-fronted war. Take cover sirens heard throughout the north this morning, at least one direct hit wounding several people. Hezbollah says it will only stop when Israel cease fires in Gaza. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. The migrant crisis continues, putting pressure on sanctuary cities across the nation. Chicago Public School says almost 6,000 new migrant students have enrolled in their district since the start of the new year. Preliminary data analyzed by Chalkbeat indicates that almost 7,000 more students have been identified as English language learners since the end of September. Now, this number can include both newly arrived migrant students as well as students already living in Chicago. In the meantime, residents in Lakewood, Colorado, packed into a city council meeting last night voicing their concerns about city leadership potentially helping sanctuary city Denver with its ongoing migrant crisis. The residents expressed worries about crime, taxes going towards migrants, and hospitals and other infrastructure being overwhelmed. And that's Fox's Bill Malugin with that report. Turns out there are lots of sharp elbows in the plush toy business. Kelly Toys and parent company Jazzwares are suing Build-A-Bear, saying its new Scooshers toys copy their mega-popular Squishmallows products, which count Lady Gaga and Kim Kardashian as collectors. The lawsuit points to similarities in shape, face, style, coloring, and fabric. The plaintiffs are seeking unspecified damages and an injunction to stop Build-A-Bear from selling its Scooshers products. But Build-A-Bear isn't taking it lying down, not only denying the allegations, but filing a counter-lawsuit. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist 
Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. More nice weather expected here in Wichita and South Central Kansas today. A cooling trend is on the way tomorrow and especially by Friday. Our high may reach 65 with a gusty south wind. It'll be clear overnight down to 35. Sunny and cooler Thursday with a high 53. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a clear sky, 39 degrees, south wind at 10 miles per hour. Again, 39 at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Steve is hit in the morning. Okay, today is Ash Wednesday. Yesterday, Fat Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it brought out the women racers each year, as it does, at Liberal Kansas to face the women of only England in a friendly pancake race. In this year's 75th annual event, Liberals' 19-year-old Pamela Bolivar was the winner, edging England's Casey Larkas by 34 milliseconds. At first I started off, and I didn't know if it actually started, so then I stopped, and then I, and then I saw that it was actually time to go, and so I booked it. And, but I thought there was still so much more. I thought they were right behind me. I didn't think they were so far away. I saw the video, and she... She was ahead of everybody about a half a block. Hey, how she about just that? took off. She was quick. Tuesday marked the 41st win for the Liberal team and marked the unofficial world's record for the longest continuous line for a pancake toss. Okay. Media director out there, Frank Hampton, saying the event has grown over the years. We have a four-day event this year, and on Saturday, we start off the day with a 5K race. We also have a one-mile fun walk. There you go. Liberal. They got a lot of stuff going on for How four close days. was her victory? Oh, it's 34, I don't know, 34 milliseconds is what wow. it says. Wow. It wasn't very, yeah, it was pretty close, I guess. But anyway, Liberal wins again. Yay. The Liberal We team. all win on Pancake Day. Yes, everybody wins on Pancake Day. Okay. 7.35 now, Steve and Ted, and uh, I got some figures this morning from the National Retail Federation. Okay. Okay. like to quantify everything. Of course, when it comes to Valentine's Day, we got the numbers for you today. It's, of course, it's, it's returning to its romantic traditions with a total spending on significant others for the holiday expected to reach a record $14.2 billion. And that's according to an annual survey released by the National Retail Federation. And Prosper Insights and Analytics, $14 billion. Top gifts include candy, 57% said candy. Mm-hmm. Greeting cards, 40%. Flowers, 39%. An evening out, 32%. Jewelry, 22%. Clothing, 21%. And gift cards come in at 19%. It's a huge day for all those industries. Yeah. Big, big day. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, New, of course, they may have had a slow January, and this is something to get perk business back up for them a little bit after after Christmas. New spending records expected for jewelry, $6.4 billion. <whistles> Flowers, $2.6 billion. Clothing, $3 billion. And an evening out at $4.9 billion. Uh, there you go. I'm Flowers. surprised clothing is that high up on the list. What kind of clothing are you giving your special person for St. Valentine's Day? Mm, I don't recall ever doing that. I know. That's why I'm. Why is that so Some high? People up? do it, you know. It's, and apparently, it's expensive. Whatever they're buying. Mm. <laughs> Over half of consumers, fifty-three percent, plan to celebrate Valentine's Day this year, on a par with fifty-two percent last year. Overall, consumers plan to spend a total of this is overall twenty-five point eight billion dollars to celebrate today. 
on par with last year's spending and the third highest in the survey's history. 62% of consumers ages 25 to 34 plan to celebrate this year, more than any other age group. So 25 to 34. Yeah, that's that's younger than young love. I'm trying to think. I, I don't even have any grandkids in that in that uh, age range right there. The grandkids are all younger than that. So, yeah, Valentine's Day. You remember Valentine's Day when you were growing up? Of course. You used to do that back when it used to be called Saint Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's a Saint's feast day, but yeah, it's a, it's a religious day. And but it's not anymore. Yeah, nobody says Saint Valentine's they Day don't. anymore. They don't use the word Saint Valentine's. I mean, is March 17th Patrick's Day? No. No. It's St. Patrick's Day. So why did we lose the saint for Valentine's Day? It's morphed into this romantic I know. Thing. It's morphed into this thing I don't like. You don't like it. It's, it's a saint's feast day. It's St. Valentine's it's, Day. It's, it's, okay. Very good. In the, uh, in the public schools as I, when I was growing up on St. Valentine's Day, the, uh, at least for, for several years, this was like sixth, third, and fourth grade, they would have, we would have... Uh, the teacher would have us make a little Valentine type bag. You know, take a a brown paper bag, okay, and decorate it. Put yeah. some hearts on it, or you know, I put a cartoon with a bubble coming out of somebody's mm-hmm. mouth, and then you, you you fastened them with a with a with a, a thumbtack to the rail just on the bottom of the uh, blackboard, going all around there for like two sides of the room, you know, each with your name on it. Then everybody brings Valentines. And they drop them into the assorted boxes. And then, so you get all these little cards that say, hey, be my Valentine from anonymously. Yeah, and we did, we did the same thing. And nobody's yeah. left out. And then on the other hand, it's completely meaningless. Unless there is somebody special there and you write them a little side note on it. Exactly. Mm, be my special Valentine. Now, you remember those little, those little dextrose hearts? Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to them? I haven't seen. They're all over the place. Are they? I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen any little mm. Neko things. Yeah, got yeah. that little saying. Tastes on it. like chalk. Yeah, yeah. They kind of like candy cigarettes, only smaller. <laughs> Be mine. Hey you. Hey heart you. You, <laughs> you know stuff like the great sayings on them. Yeah. All right. I was just thinking about uh, my first crush. I guess you would say, uh, and uh, a date that we went on when I was in first grade. Girl in first grade took a liking to me, and I took a liking to her. Well, there you go. She looked a little bit like Annette Funicello, one of the Mouseketeers, right? Bring it on. And her parent, she invited me to come over to her house mm-hmm. and have dinner with her parents. Gosh, sounds very Victorian. So, yeah, and I don't remember if I had a little bow tie on or whatever. I show up at this house, and this is family. I'm completely, you know, I was very shy, very, you know, embarrassed and completely and I remember they had uh, gravy and steak. That's all I remember. And then, oh, what's wrong with that? Her mom took us to Kittyland. Now, oh, even better. Now, when I go to Kittyland with my parents, here, here's two tickets. Don't spend them all in one place. You know. Mm-hmm. Her mom goes over and buys us about fifty-five tickets. We got to ride everything. I couldn't believe it. You should have. You should have cashed in on this lady. Yeah, she was this... apparently had a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, things didn't work out. Oh. And moved away. Dead gummit. <laughs> well, that's the way of life. That's the way love. of life. Nothing lasts. All right, uh, 740. Hey, by the way, uh, coming up this Friday, it's Red Friday at Interest Bank Arena. The Thunder's playing, of course. And special guest, 
Chiefs legend Dante Hall uh-huh. is going to be there. Now, you can uh, order uh, tickets at $75. It includes a VIP ticket to the game and an access to meet the Chiefs legend. If you want to find out more, go to wichitathunder.com. And we are, of course, KNSS, one of the sponsors. And we've got a couple tickets to give away right now, Jack. Excellent. Give us a call, 869-1330. You get to go to the game, see the Thunder play, and you'll have access to talk with Dante Hall of the Kansas City Chiefs on Red Friday coming up this Friday. 741 now, Steve at 10 in the morning on KNSS. Wichita Business Journal update on the way. Big development plan for West Wichita. That's on the way with Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Steve at 10 in the morning, KNSS. Congratulations to Mike. He's going to Red Friday in Trust Bank Arena this Friday. Watch the Thunder play and talk with Dante Hall, the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations, Mike, and have a good time out there, courtesy of KNSS. 7.47, Stephen 10 in the morning now, three big things. Three. Woman accused of killing her 14-year-old son appears in Sedgwick County District Court. Two. House votes to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Senate unlikely to convict. One. Charges filed against a man in the theft and destruction of the Jackie Robinson statue. In North Wichita. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Traffic right now in the Wichita area. Well, traffic volumes are pretty heavy. Uh, good news, though, not seeing any accidents or big slowdowns out there. Uh, do expect a bit of a slowdown northbound I-235 uh, headed into that road construction at I-135. Is really starting to back up right now. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Sunny and breezy today with a high of 63 degrees. Mostly clear tonight. The overnight low will be 35. And then on Thursday, mostly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 52 degrees. Now clear sky, 39 degrees. South wind at 10 miles per hour. At Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. A new bipartisan congressional investigation reveals questionable American investment in Chinese technology. Fox on set. U.S. venture capital firms poured billions of dollars into Chinese tech companies that helped the Chinese Communist Party build its military, spy on its own citizens, and facilitate human rights abuses. That's according to a new report from the House Select Committee on China. It found firms funneled at least $3 billion over 15 years into Chinese companies that build and develop drones, computer chips, and artificial intelligence. Here's CCP Select Committee Chair Congressman Mike Gallagher. What we are doing is funding our own destruction, and that's unacceptable. The top Democrat on the committee, Congressman Raja Krishnamoorthy, explains it's not just money the U.S. firms provided. They also put expertise, know-how, They lent their prestige. Both lawmakers say it's time for Congress to act to expand on President Biden's 2023 executive order limiting U.S. investments in certain sectors in China. With Fox on Tech, Grady Trimble, Fox Business. And a report on inflation sent the stock market 
into a tailspin Tuesday. Stocks selling off with the Dow having its worst day of the year after January's inflation data came in hotter than expected. Inflation eased again but came in above Wall Street expectations. Another sign that the Fed's path to interest rate cuts is far from over. All 11 of the S&P 500 sectors ending in the red with tech leading the charge. Coca-Cola posted fourth quarter earnings matching analyst forecasts along with the revenue beat. Mostly all 30 of the Dow stocks ending in the red. The Dow winners, Disney, Travelers, and Visa. The biggest losers, Goldman Sachs, Microsoft, and Caterpillar. The Dow falling 525 points. The Nasdaq down 287. S&P 500 down 69. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. It's still early in the process, but it appears well over $100 million development is in the works on the western edge of Wichita, south of Kellogg. Wichita City Council yesterday approving the annexation into the city of 160 acres at the southeastern corner of Pawnee and 119th Street West. The move was requested by kick Development Corporation. That's an entity whose registered agent is longtime local developer Paul Kelsey, according to state business records. According to a council agenda report, kick Development plans to build 240 single-family homes, 85 duplexes, and 176,000 square feet of commercial space at the location during the next decade. A national provider of water equipment and supplies for contractors is preparing to launch its first location in Wichita. Western Hydro, a part of Headwater Companies LLC, will be moving into the 27,000-square-foot building at 818 East Orm by April 1st. Branch manager Craig Carlson said, The company, which previously had a single Kansas location in Garden City, will use the space as a warehouse and for offices. After working under cramped conditions for a few years, a Wichita-based manufacturing company is ready to expand. Balco Inc. is a leading manufacturer of architectural building products for the commercial construction industry. And it's moving at the end of the month to the ICT 37 Industrial Campus up at 37th and Broadway on the north side of town. Square footage, they have 43,000 square feet now. The new place will have 73,000 square feet. The company started back in 1959 and moved to its current location in the 2600 block of South Sheridan in southwest Wichita back in 1983. It currently has one shipping dock. The new location will have five shipping docks. It's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. And, of course, yesterday uh, was World Radio Day. We talked about that with Steve and Ted on the air and uh, – did a guy did a Facebook uh, page, a personal one, and we also had one for, for our page, Stephen Ted. And I would just like to thank everybody who responded. There was a lot of great comments about uh, uh, a lot of and really a lot of them said they listened to us and they've listened to us every morning, and it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's, I have people say they they like to listen to us on the radio. By the way, this is Stephen Ted show number six thousand six hundred eleven. Sixty six eleven. Sixty six eleven. Twenty six years. On the radio. We're How about radio. that? What you got? What got you, what got you started in radio? Your interest. I know you You were a kid. No, you're like me. You love sports. And and you wanted to do something. I knew I wanted to do something in sports. Yeah. Well, where did the radio splash? Was that when you were in college? or? Well, not really. Yeah, okay. I'd never done radio before I got this job. This is the only job I've ever had. You never, radio. But you never thought about doing radio? No, I really didn't, to be honest. Interesting. Unless I was doing, like, play-by-play for a Major League Baseball team. Yeah, that'd that, be that, fun. that wasn't happening. That but, would be fun. <laughs> you know, I, but, you know, I, I was working at the Wichita Eagle for five years, and they, they never hired me full-time. 
And when this full-time position came open, I grabbed it. Jumped at it. Now I've had it for 28 years. How does this, for those who don't know, Ted does a lot of stage work. And uh, you you majored in drama at Notre Dame, is that right? Nope. Nope. I thought it was drama. Majored in American Studies. American Studies, okay. But uh, you did some stage work there and some No, I did not. I did not do any stage work at college. Nope. Well, where did this all come from then? All of a sudden, you show up on the stage. Well, I did theater in high school. Oh, okay. But then yeah. I didn't get back into it until I did uh, I started you. doing the Gridiron Show oh, in the 1990s. Yeah. All right. So, how's that different being on the stage? Well, it's, it's a lot of different because on radio, we don't see the audience. And yeah, don't, you don't see your audience. They're out there, but we can't see. We, them. we just imagined you're out there, and we can. And you can imagine what where well, you look hiding in here. I call it the we call it the theater of the mind and. And we love radio. Yesterday, National Radio Day. Thank you again, all of you folks who responded. Today is Ash Wednesday, signaling the beginning of Lenten season for Christians. Takes place 46 days before Easter and the day after Shrove Tuesday. Those who celebrate Ash Wednesday reflect, fast, repent, and celebrate. The ashes represent death and repentance, and Ash Wednesday services focus on both. So, Ash Wednesday. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Day for so I'm many not people. sure the word celebrate. Yeah. We observe Ash Wednesday as the beginning of Lent. Did I use the word say? Yeah. You said celebrate it's a it. couple times. Repent and celebrate. Yeah. Okay. It's well. an anticipation of the celebration of Easter. There you go. So we got to be in a bad mood for a while. Not right? bad, but uh, <laughs> reflective. Let's say reflective. Reflective. Yeah. All right. Okay, it's Stephen Ted in the morning coming up at the 8 o'clock hour. Stay with us. We have plenty planned for you this morning. We'll tell you about the man charged in the Robinson statue theft. And the House voting to impeach a cabinet member. Ted Woodward has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, we'll tell you about a, a former player for the Wichita Thunder that had a massive night in the National Hockey League last night. We'll have that coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news, the blur is on the way. Yes, entertainment news is coming your way in 40 minutes. Don't miss it at 835. We have traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Charges filed in Robinson statue theft. We have the story. House votes to impeach a cabinet member. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A Wichita woman has been charged in the death of her teenage son. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. The Wichita City Council approves funding for a big annual event in the city. 
We'll tell you what it is coming up. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. The average high this time of year in Wichita is 48, and we will be soaring well above that here this afternoon. Our complete forecast coming up in just a few minutes. Nearly three weeks after a statue of baseball icon Jackie Robinson was stolen from League 42 at McAdams Park in North Wichita, multiple charges have now been filed against a 45-year-old man who's already been in custody for nearly two weeks. Lieutenant Aaron Moses is an executive officer with the Wichita Police Department. On February 12, 2024, our investigators presented the case details to Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett. In response, D.A. Bennett formally charged 45-year-old Ricky Alderetti, who is currently in custody, with felony theft, a value over $25,000, aggravated criminal damage to property, identity theft, and making false information. The suspect has been in custody since the 1st of February on a pending arrest warrant. Police Chief Joseph Sullivan. This was a painstaking investigation, but if you try to take something from this community, uh, it won't be tolerated, and we will use all of the resources in the towns of the Wichita Police Department to bring you to justice, and I am confident this is only the first arrest and that there are more to come. Investigators believe the motivation of this theft was for the value of the scrap metal. It appears there were three people who stole the statue, and police believe there were others present wherever the statue was taken after the theft. Detectives continue their search for more suspects. The House has voted on an historic impeachment. In a 214-213 vote, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has been impeached by the House of Representatives. It now heads to the Senate, and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who will serve as one of the impeachment managers, has a message for senators. They should look at the polling, and they know that our border security is the number one issue in every single campaign in every single state. It stands a slim chance of passing with Democrats in control, but Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's office says impeachment managers will present the articles to senators when they return from recess. Republicans accuse Mayorkas of not following the law and misleading the public about the border being secure. Democrats call it a sham impeachment. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. A Wichita woman accused of killing her teenage son before she was shot by law enforcement was in court Tuesday. 43-year-old Kylie Hodges was charged with first-degree murder in the death of 14-year-old Claude Hodges, Jr., Officers responded to a welfare check at her residence last month. They found Kylie Hodges holding a shotgun, prompting an hours-long standoff. She was shot after pointing the weapon at officers. Once they entered, the boy was found dead in a bedroom. Bond was set at $1.5 million. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The Wichita City Council approving an agreement to support the River Festival. The city will provide a $40,000 cash sponsorship and plan to provide another $40,000 for a special program. The city will also provide several in-kind services, like the use of Century 2 and security from Wichita Police. Nancy Dooling, president and CEO of Wichita Festivals, Inc., says it's exciting to bring the community together. It is just amazing just to hear, you know, I remember this or I remember that. And that's what we are trying to do is to create memories for families. The festival runs from May 31st to June 8th. Rodney Price, KNSS News. President Biden rips his predecessor 
over Donald Trump's comments on the commitment to the NATO alliance. Former President Trump is sending an un-American signal to friends and foes. President Biden said of his predecessor, No other president in our history has ever bowed down to a Russian dictator. Well, let me say this as clearly as I can. I never will. President Biden was referencing remarks made by former President Trump over the weekend about NATO countries not meeting spending commitments on defense. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. President Biden says as long as he's in office, he'll defend every inch of NATO territory from Russian aggression. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 8.05, five minutes past 8 o'clock. Kansas City Chiefs Championship Parade just a few hours away. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. A survey says we're going all out for our Valentines this year. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS 809 now, nine minutes past eight o'clock. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will approve applicants to several citizens' advisory boards. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News. And this is something that I think is really unique and, and something I want to make sure all of our citizens are aware of. We have over 30 citizen advisory boards for a variety of different topics and departments and district-specific things that, that we're really trying to just seek feedback. Beatty commented during his weekly visit with Stephen Head of the Morning on KNSS. Inflation ticking up last month, more than analysts predicted. The Consumer Price Index was up three-tenths of a point last month. Year over year, prices have increased about 3.1 percent. But President Biden says there is strong wage growth and the best economic recovery in 50 years. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre says economic advisors are focused on trends. And not read too much to, to, you know, to uh, data from one month. That is how we operate here. Uh, and others do as well. Uh, but we certainly understand that there's more work to be done to lower costs. The Federal Reserve has signaled a 2% inflation goal. Inflation peaked in mid-2022 at 9.1%. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. A new survey says we're going all out for our Valentines this year. More than half of us plan to celebrate Valentine's Day this year, according to new numbers from the National Retail Federation. Total spending is expected to set a new record at $14.2 billion. If you've been shopping for your Valentine, you're not alone. The NRF says consumers are expected to spend about $185 each on average, about $8 more than the last five years. The top gifts on Cupid's list, 57% of those surveyed said they'll shell out the bucks for candy, 40% for greeting cards, 39% for flowers, and 32% for an evening out. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8-11, 11 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. And right now in traffic, the traffic volume still pretty heavy. If you're headed uh, northbound on I-235, approaching I-135 in that road construction there, Otherwise, the traffic conditions in Wichita looking pretty good. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky across Wichita and south-central Kansas. Sunny and a bit breezy today with a high 65. Tonight, a trough of low pressure begins to head our direction. The cold front pushes through after midnight. Tarlow 35. Sunny and cooler on Thursday with a high 53. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now a clear sky, south wind at 10 miles per hour. 
39 degrees at Wichita's Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. The Senate has passed a controversial foreign aid bill without border provisions. With us this morning, talk a little bit more about that. Fox News Radio's Ryan Schmelz. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. How are you, Ted? Or Steve? Yeah, Steve. But uh, yes, fine. Just, so they passed the bill, <laughs> and the Senate passes it. And, uh, when does it become law? Soon? <laughs> oh, it's not coming law anytime soon because Speaker Johnson has said he's not going to be bringing this thing to the floor. So uh, this stands a, a long road to passage, and some of the options Democrats might consider to try and uh, get this through have their fair share of roadblocks too. All right, so uh, the main concern is uh, for for most is that there's there's no border provision? No border provisions. Uh, the price tag is a concern for some. Uh, some believe that we should be securing our own borders instead of securing other countries' borders. Uh, and then, you know, you had pushback from some Democrats on the progressive side who uh, are a little weary of the Israel funding, too. So you got Republican uh, uh, pushback, but you also have a little bit of Democrat pushback, too. Okay. What about Ukraine? Is there money for Ukraine in this thing? Oh, yeah, that's where most of the funding's going. Uh, it's over $60 billion that would go to Ukraine. So, of course, that's one of the big talking points, too, and big debates that are going on. Some believe that, you know, we shouldn't be sending money over there. And so that, that that's one of the big things that's being talked about. Uh, obviously, I think there's a little bit more support for the Israel funding, too. But uh, whether or not this is ever going to see a, a vote in the House is still to be determined. So how does this work on, on the federal level? Uh, do, do they get in conference committees and hash things out and— Try to uh, try to change things and, and change the bill before it goes on, or they just throw it well, out there? The, the, one of the ways Democrats could get this on the floor is they could embrace what's called a discharge petition. So essentially, they would uh, uh, need to get some Republicans to vote with them on this, uh, but then and then they could bypass Speaker Johnson and, and Democrat leadership or Republican leadership and get this to the floor. But one of the big problems that they're facing is that. If, they, in fact, they try to pass this, uh, uh, they're going to get some pushback from progressive Democrats. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the progressive from New York, has already told me that she it's a non-starter for her over the Israel funding. So if there's more progressives who feel that way, too, then Democrats are going to lose the votes they need to get this to the floor. Uh, and then, you know, there's also the option that that Speaker Johnson could meet with President Biden. I've learned through a source that he has, you know, spoken to or has requested a one-on-one meeting with President Biden in regards to border security and other topics, too. But whether or not President Biden agrees to that meeting and Speaker Johnson's willing to work with him on foreign aid is still a mystery. All right. Hey, thanks for being with us this morning. We appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Ryan Schmelz talking about foreign aid. Foreign aid has always been, uh, in my opinion, is one of those things where Americans sometimes have a problem with that. Anyway, why are we trying to take care of people overseas? when we should be uh, taking care of folks at home? And it's a good question. And uh, for, for those who are international, say, hey, you got to do that because if you don't, the other guy will. He'll come in there and uh, take all the influence, and then, and then your trade goes away. They don't do any business with you, and uh, so on and so on. Today is the 14th day of February. It is Valentine's Day. It is Ash Wednesday. And on this date in, in 1876, inventors Alexander Graham Bell and Alicia Gray applied separately for patents related to the telephone. I have one in my pocket. No, not really. It's not really a telephone, is it, Ted? I guess so. It's a a cell phone. By the way, the Gray and Bell both applied for the patents. U.S. Supreme Court eventually ruled that Bell was the right inventor, the rightful inventor of the telephone. 
And then, of course, he started a company called Bell Telephone. Mm-hmm. And that got pretty big. Um, when I was a young kid, it was a Bell it was, Telephone. It was, was, that was it. It had a monopoly. It was a telephone company. Yeah. And uh, there weren't any competitors. Came along. And Government did. finally came and broke them up. Broke them up. And then there was Southwestern Bell and Southeastern Bell. And now I don't think there's any Bell at all. <laughs> anyway, Alexander Graham Bell gets credit for inviting, inventing the, the telephone. Chad, what do you got? Uh, for our listeners in the Mulvane area, Mulvane. I've got something in traffic here. Uh, looks like uh, Sedgwick County Sheriff's officers are closing down Webb Road between Rivera Drive and 119th, which is basically just short of K-15 there uh, in Mulvane. They're sh- shutting a uh, almost mile-long stretch of Webb Road right there. Uh, didn't didn't catch a reason for it yet, but they're... They're closing it right now. Okay. 817 now. Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. Let's take a look at sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yeah, we're just a few hours out from the Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Championship parade in Kansas City, Missouri. Third parade in a span of four years up in Kansas City. Count the Royals winning the World Series. Four championship parades in Kansas City in the last decade. It'll all start at 11 o'clock this morning, go down Grand Boulevard, and then wrap up at Union Station for the big rally at about 12.45 this afternoon. Of course, last year, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes took his shirt off for a little bit, flashed that dad bod. Is that going to happen again? Here's Mahomes on the Pat McAfee Show. Hey, I know you're a vet of these uh, Super Aids. What's the plan yeah. for this year? Obviously, now you know the lay of the land. You know what it's going to be like. How excited are you to get out there with your teammates and coaches? And tarp off, huh? Tarpon. Yeah, I, I might have to bring the dad bot out. It was a bad angle, so but uh, bad <laughs> angle in the long term, so I might bring it back out. Uh, no, I'm for sure gonna have a few Coors lattes. Uh, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna have a good time with my teammates. I know the parade route now, um, but I enjoy it every time, man. There's nothing better than that that Super Bowl parade, and Kansas City always shows up and shows out. A few Coors lattes. Uh, <laughs> last year they had a million people for the parade. Maybe they'll have more this year. A lot of folks going to be at that championship parade up in Kansas yeah, City, Missouri. Nice weather. Yeah. yeah, you got the nice day, too. All right, let's go over to the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers win at home last night. They beat the Detroit Pistons 125-111. to The wizardry of the starting Lakers guard, former shocker, former Wichita State shocker Austin Reeves. He had six assists last night, and he was dazzling. Here's some of the action from Spectrum Sportsnet L.A has been asked to do a lot in lieu of a lot of injuries. Blocked by Tino. Defense, offense. Behind the back. LBJ, how about that? Nice roll, but look at the defense by D'Lo and the Lakers offense run. Look at this pass. Left hand. Good. So far in the game as we've got under five minutes to play. A little push off. Oh, right on the floor of the trailer. Throw it down, big guy. Expecting the whistle to be blown on on that one. But look at that pass. Wow. Looks like he has eyes in the NBA announcers usually don't mention the pass. Yeah. When they do, Austin Reeves had it going last night. Six assists. He also had seven rebounds, 15 points, a perfect seven for seven at the free throw line in the win for the Lakers, who are in the number nine spot in the Western Conference. That's back-to-back wins for the Lakers. Go to the National Hockey League last night. What a night for a former Wichita Thunder player. Bobby McMahon, former Thunder center, now playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto on home ice last night beat the St. Louis Blues 4-1. to They won by three goals, and the three-goal difference all came from Bobby McMahon, the former Thunder player, with his first 
NHL hat trick. Three goals last night for the undrafted 27-year-old winger. He'd only scored two goals all season. He got three last night for the shorthanded Maple Leafs. Toronto with a nice win. They've won five out of seven. Maple Leafs are in the number one spot for the wild card in the Eastern Conference. And former Thunder player Bobby McMahon helping out. Hey, if you want to see some softball today here in town, got a cross-street rivalry for you. Newman University taking on friends in softball. It'll be doubleheader at 2 o'clock out on the west side on Ridge Road at Two Rivers. And Juco men's basketball tonight. Butler Community College heading out west visiting Dodge City. Butler is ranked number 22 in the nation. They've won four of their last five, now 18-5 and five on the season. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of the Butler Grizzlies at 7.15 this evening. Listen to Butler Live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 821 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Sean tells us his laugh of the week about Biden's hard work. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 8.30 on this Wednesday morning, 39 degrees. A Democrat takes the seat to replace former Congressman George Santos in New York. Tom Swazi defeating Republican Mozzie Pillip in a special congressional election in New York's 3rd District on Tuesday. Swazi stressing bipartisan cooperation in his victory speech. Let's send a message to our friends running the Congress these days. Stop running around for Trump. And start running the country. Swazi returns to the district he served for three terms before giving it up to run unsuccessfully for governor in 2022. His win narrows an already razor-thin margin Republicans have in the House. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. A vacant house was damaged by fire in the 1200 block of Topeka in North Wichita Tuesday morning. Crews arrived to find a fire on the first floor that worked its way to the second floor. Fire Captain Jeremy Menges says they found dangerous hoarding conditions inside that house. It can be dangerously and deadly, for sure, because uh, some of them are so bad that there's only paths that you can walk through or crawl through or whatever. But just it's a lot of fire load that uh, can get hot enough to flash on you and put you in a bad spot real quick. There were no injuries there. The Wichita City Council has approved the new overnaming of an important Wichita street. George Washington Boulevard from Lincoln to 31st Street South will now also be known as Air Capital Boulevard. All costs of the project will be incurred by the Kansas Aviation Museum, who requested the change. The council also approved the city's community services block grant application, federal funding, which could potentially exceed $1 million. The funding will be used to lessen poverty address homelessness, assist low-income individuals, and other needs. Rodney Price, KNSS News. In a cost-cutting move, the Wichita School District is proposing closing a half-dozen schools that include Clark, Park, Payne, and Cleveland Elementary Schools, as well as Hadley and Jardine Middle Schools. After finding a $40 million shortfall in the budget, officials say the closings would save the district nearly $16 million a year. The teachers' union voiced concern over closing schools that have high poverty rates. But Superintendent Kelly Bellefeld says that they did not intend to target high poverty areas in any way. 71 schools in the district are at 60% or higher. 
81 sites are 50 percent or higher when it comes to our poverty rate. The board plans to hold a public hearing February 29th and then vote on the closures March 4th. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will approve applicants to several citizen advisory boards. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty says KNSS News, there are boards for nearly all interests and experiences. Maybe it's uh, animal advisory board, uh, environmental, uh, criminal justice, juvenile justice. We have boards for all these things, and, and we really do take the insight from from those conversations to help formulate policy. Beatty commented during his weekly visit with Steve at 10 in the morning on KNSS. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. More nice weather expected here in Wichita and south-central Kansas today. A cooling trend is on the way tomorrow and especially by Friday. Our high may reach 65 with a gusty south wind. It'll be clear overnight down to 35. Sunny and cooler Thursday with a high 53. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now a clear sky, 39 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Stephen's head of the morning, KNSS, 8.51 on this Valentine's Day. Three big things. Three. Woman accused of killing her 14-year-old son appears in Sedgwick County District Court. Two. House votes to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Senate unlikely to convict. One. Charges filed against a man in the theft and destruction of the Jackie Robinson statue in North Wichita. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. Traffic volume still pretty light out there, so things are looking fairly good on the roadways at this time. Uh, not so much at the gasoline pump. Uh, earlier this week, they... Prices jumped up to right around $2.99 a gallon at most places. And, well, that's the price that you're seeing out there this morning for the most part, $2.99 a gallon here in Wichita. Traffic on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS is brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Now they've got two convenient locations, downtown at Market and Waterman and 47th Street South and Broadway. That's in the former Kmart building there. You can see it all at carlstire.com. Carl's Goodyear, your home for complete car care. Sunny and breezy today with a high of 63 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low 35. Thursday, mostly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 52 degrees. Now a clear sky, south wind at 10 miles per hour, 39 degrees at KNSS. Big drop on Wall Street yesterday. The Dow down more than 500 points. This morning, trading is underway and the Dow is bouncing back. Uh, The Dow is up 88 points right now. S&P is up 26 and the NASDAQ is up 97 points. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal, a national provider of water equipment and supplies for contractors, is getting ready to launch its first location in Wichita. Western Hydro is part of Headwater Companies, LLC. It's going to be moving into the 27,000-square-foot building at 818 East Orm, and they'll move in by April 1st, according to branch manager Craig Carlson. The company previously had a single Kansas location in Garden City, and the company is going to use the space here in Wichita as a warehouse and for offices. After working under cramped conditions for a few years, a Wichita-based manufacturing company is ready to expand. Balco, a leading manufacturer of uh, architectural building products for the commercial con- construction industry, is moving to the end of February to the ICT 37 Industrial Campus at 37th Street North and Broadway. 
square footage will increase from 43,000 to nearly 73,000. The company started in 1959, moved to its current location at 2626 South Sheridan in southwest Wichita in 1983. It will grow from one to five shipping docks. Still in the early process, it appears a well over $100 million development is in the works on the western edge of Wichita, south of Kellogg. Wichita City Council yesterday approving the annexation into the city of 160 acres, southeast corner of Pawnee and 119th Street West. This move was requested by the Kick End Development Corp., an entity whose registered agent is longtime local developer Paul Kelsey, according to state business records. According to a council agenda report, Kick End Development plans to build 240 single-family homes, 85 duplexes, and 176,000 square feet of commercial space at the location during the next decade. It's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. And just a reminder, in case you didn't uh, remember, today is Valentine's Day. So remember your sweetheart. It's Donor Day. You might want to think about giving giving the gift of life at some point. And, of course, it is also Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We will be back tomorrow morning. Stephen Ted. Coming up, we got the Glenn Beck program. Sheriff Richard Jones of Butler County, Ohio, is issue, issuing a dire warning. Top of the hour news on KNSS. A man faces charges in the Robinson statue theft. And if you missed any of today's show, just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Last Show, and news updates all day. Steve at the end of the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 